I have nothing. Nothing. <laughs> no. I have. Oh, do you really have no, something? No, I really have nothing. <laughs> Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Geek Chew, a podcast where we chew over geek things like comic books, movies, and television. I'm Eamon. And I'm Charlene. And I guess we're going to jump right into Civil War, Captain America Civil War, because we saw that this weekend, and it's much anticipated, very well reviewed uh, by outlets other than ours. Right. I doubt ours will be much different, but... <laughs> no, wait. My review is scathing. Did you? Did I jump right past? No, you said your your name yeah. right. I, wow, I got in there. we are really on a roll today. We are, or you are. Yeah, <laughs> me, me are. The, <laughs> must be the T. Uh, remember when the guy at Tivana uh, stole your money? <laughs> <laughs> well, at least we're still enjoying the tea. Yeah, yeah, it lasts. Anyway, uh, uh, we did see it on Saturday. We saw Civil War. It was uh, super good. So the thing that I keep forgetting is that it's a Captain America movie and not like an Avengers movie. Right. Because it's basically all the Avengers. Oh, totally. Yeah. Uh, It's really kind of amazing how many characters they fit in and how... Um, effectively each one got to use their screen time. Right. I think it's easier to do because of all of the other movies in the same family. So, you know, that gives the screenwriter director a little bit of a break, I think on that end, because the the audience presumably already is familiar with these characters. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, we've talked about other like DC movies and, the issues they've had catching up with Marvel, um, or not catching up with, keeping <laughs> up with anyway. <laughs> and uh, but also, I think the Russos do a really good job um, with all those characters in a way that even somebody like Joss Whedon maybe struggled with a little bit. I don't know. Like the Avengers: Age of Ultron was was okay, you know, mm-hmm. but. Uh, Captain America, Winter Soldier, Civil War, both probably my favorite Marvel movies. Guardians of the Galaxy is pretty good, too. Yeah. But super glad that they're also doing the next two Avengers movies, which were titled Infinity Wars Part 1 and 2, but apparently will be retitled soon. Uh, but anyway, the the movie itself. I mean, it starts off with big action scene with, what's his name, Crossbones, uh, trying to steal something and you see some of the new he Avengers. Has a name? Yeah. He's Since like a comic book character. I don't think they say it in the movie. No. Um, but, but he's no longer with us. Right. So <laughs> yeah, first of all, that was a really, um, great, I don't want to say intro because you've seen Scarlet Witch use her powers before, mm-hmm. but I thought that was one of the coolest, uh, demonstrations of her power. 
uh, to date in, in probably both movies, just how she, um, contained that event. <laughs> I don't know. Right. I don't know how spoilery we're going to get. Well, we'll try to avoid it. I mean, I it did happen in the first couple of minutes of the movie. So I guess that's not too spoilery. Although there is that whole, I don't want to hear you say anything about anything at all about anything. Even like six months later, I just a little tangent. I was sitting in the lunchroom eating and there's this guy talking about how someone ruined the movie for him because he hadn't seen it yet. And it was a movie that's like, it was Iron Man three. <laughs> and I'm like, how are you still upset about like, how are you, how can you expect people to not talk about this movie that's been out for ever? No. Yeah. I like just sat there and shook my head and did not say anything, although I wanted to, but I don't know those people. So. <laughs> right. Probably not your battle to fight. Yeah. Uh, Definitely not. But yeah, so, I mean, we kind of hit on the history that's led up to um, everybody getting not equal screen time, but uh, effective screen time in this Captain America movie, which is totally like an Avengers movie. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, the main conflict is kind of hard to pinpoint a little bit. This is like red herrings all over the place as far as the Winter Soldier and Z Zemo and what his motives are. Um, Wait, who's Zemo? He's the big bad. Oh, that was his name? Yeah, so he is actually based on Baron Zemo, who has like this purple mask and like these gold accents and stuff on, <laughs> on his okay. mask. Uh, but I thought, you know, really good Marvel villain um, yeah. as far as the movie or cinematic universe is concerned, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. What do you, how did you want to tackle the movie? Cause I thought there's, there's a lot of stuff to break down. So we're obviously not going to get to everything, but, um, I like that the like emotional conflict was on both sides. You could understand where each side was coming from it wasn't like there's definitely a right and definitely a wrong here um which made for better viewing i think really yeah i mean it's one of those we talked about it last week i think with dark knight 3 and obviously with B batman v superman just earned conflict like you really feel like you know these characters you understand where they're coming from and it just, it, it does, it makes for a better movie, better plot, better flow. Yeah. I mean, and thing, ultimately, guess, you know, but... Iron Man and Captain America are just essentially two different people, but they ultimately have the same goal of protecting yeah. people. But, it, you know, so it was good. It was a good, um, it wasn't. What's the best way I want to, it was good to watch and feel that conflict as an audience member, because you really f understood it. Like you really yeah, I mean, felt it along with them. I mean, clearly I think, I'm team cap. But a, still. Thing it, <laughs> a thing that probably is recurring through a lot of comics is some of the best conflicts are between the good guys. You know, it's not always, 
good versus evil. Um, I don't that makes really for the like best when story. they're fighting each other, though. It makes me sad. Yeah, but I think the movie handled it really well. You know, not just between the two, Captain America and Iron Man, but uh, when you know the big action scene in the second act when they're at the airport and the two teams are kind of fighting it out. That it's, was really awesome. Yeah, it's really exciting. It's really funny. They're not. They've they've each taken a side as far as the Sokovia Accords and um, who who thinks that the government should be. I thought they were the Wakanda Accords. No, but at the same time, while they're fighting, it's still they know ultimately that they're all on the same team. They just have this difference of opinion and. They're going to stick to their guns. I don't know. I, I just thought it was handled really well. Me too. And it was really funny. Spider-Man, awesome. Yeah, right. And uh, Black Panther was super good, too. Can we talk about Spider-Man a little bit? Yeah. I mean, I'm down. <laughs> so, I really like this new iteration of Spider-Man. It's definitely less broody and angsty and what you know i used another word when we were talking about it before um but he's just not filled with all of this emotional baggage right which is nice it's light it's fun and he's a kid and he talks like a kid and he acts like a kid but right. he's also he's super not a 13 year old playing a teenager right he's a teenager and he looks i think he's like 18 or 19 he looks like he's 15. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell anymore anyway, but yeah. Uh, and best part though is that Tegan does not like this Spider-Man. And I pinpointed the reason, even though she wouldn't admit it, is she thinks the other Spider-Man is better looking, which I don't like because <laughs> that's my daughter. Well, it's not factually inaccurate <laughs> either, but <laughs> it's not factually accurate. either. Inaccurate. Oh, well it's yeah. That's, yeah. But, you know, I mean, she's nine. Why is that what's important? It's the story, right? She's yeah. not supposed to have crushes on so, green guys unless it's Thor. Uh, yeah, I don't know. He's he's very, as much as I think they did a, a pretty good job in the Andrew Garfield iteration of Spider-Man. Yeah, With his so uh, quippy fighting, quippy, you know, fighting. It's, it's even better in this one. Like... It's quippy to the point of he's an annoying kid out there. Right. With all- <laughs> it doesn't seem weird because that's how he is in yeah, his non-costume, which right. you didn't see that much of that with previous right. Spider-Mans. Like, yeah. um, Spider-Man. <laughs> Spider-Man. <laughs> uh, yeah, I really like, uh, I don't know, you, you talk about how they're not all angsty and uh, whatever. Uh, I think a lot of that stems from the fact that they don't dive too heavily into the backstory, the origin right. of uh, Spider-Man or Black Panther. You know, Black Panther has a tragedy happen to him in the movie, but he's already been Black Panther. Um, even when, you know, Robert Downey Jr. is in New York getting you know, recruiting Spider-Man and meeting Aunt May that he starts to... Are you to, sure you don't mean Tony Stark? Right. RDJ. <laughs> yeah. My buddy. The, uh, <laughs> you know, even when he's 
there and he's talking about his powers, he starts to, he's like, oh, it's kind of a long story. He's like, yeah, I don't, I don't really care. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and they just breeze right past all that, which, you know, might be different when it comes to the actual new Spider-Man movie, but I, I doubt it. Like, why it's bother? Not, yeah, exactly. Why bother? And people get it. Which is true, especially with Spider-Man, but to do it with Black Panther, I thought was, um, kind of, it was, what's a good word for it? I want to say ballsy, but you know. Well, I thought that they did a good job introducing Black Panther. It didn't, whatever decisions they made about not providing that whole backstory, I think you got enough from just understanding no, you totally did. Yeah. Uh, it's just, you know, they have so many characters already. Like we said, each character gets at least one moment uh, in the movie. And and yet they're just introducing new characters even. Um, I don't know. There's There was a lot to the movie, but... I liked Black Panther's costume. Yeah, that, that was pretty awesome. Really awesome. The vibranium weave. Yeah. um yeah i don't know i i've heard so many people now talk about it and um you know i avoided a lot of the spoilery stuff beforehand um didn't read or listen to much about it and and so it's hard to talk about it and then i don't know uh, unique way. Right. <laughs> but yeah, I don't think my feelings for it are any different than, or I don't have any new insight into the civil war movie or Marvel's franchise. <laughs> yeah. I mean, towards the end, the, uh, the final fight was, uh, you expect it because you've seen it in the trailers, but the movie took a pretty dark turn at the end mm-hmm. there. Uh, that, I wasn't expecting, even though, um, you know, there were hints of it throughout the movie. Um, and once you know the complete plot, the hints are pretty obvious, I guess, in retrospect. But the uh, the final fight was, was pretty cool, pretty brutal, um, and pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, I don't know, did you... Did you have anything else on on Civil War? Uh, definitely, I'm going to have to see it again. Um, probably this weekend. No, maybe next weekend. Very soon. Before you know it leaves maybe theaters, which maybe it'll when be When I there. go to Massachusetts. Yeah. Because I'll be not doing a whole lot on a couple of those days. So. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I had some other Marvel facts related or Marvel-related facts to go along with our Civil War thing, just stuff that's been in the news Okay. if we're done with Civil War. Yeah, I think it's good. Um, I guess there was uh, an interview with Kevin Feige, the guy who you know kind of oversees the Marvel Cinematic Universe, where he said something about how they're committed to a, a Black, Black Widow solo film. It's not on their slate yet. He was just saying, like, he definitely wants to do that, thinks she... Earn has earned her own film, which is is good. You know, yeah. it's cool. The third issue of the Black Widow comic book series actually came out this week. Oh um, yeah, I'm behind. And it was good. There's there's a lot of. Actually, I'm not behind. I read the second one. Yeah, 
So you just need to read I the third. I just need to read the latest. Yeah. There's there's a lot of action scenes in this whole series so far, you know, with little dialogue, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. And I think I think it was this book. I was trying to remember this earlier today. That almost kind of uses the uh, 16-panel page, kind of like Dark mm-hmm. Knight Returns, which, you know, when when I first read Dark Knight Returns, not super familiar with how comic book pages are normally set up, um, but this wasn't even the full 16-panel page. Like, they combined some of them, but it's kind of stunning to see it when you're used to looking at other things, which... Mm-hmm. Uh, I sure hope it was in that book. I was I meant to double check before bringing it up, but I didn't. So there you go. <laughs> it's definitely Excellent. in a recent comic book. I'll tell you that read. right mm. now. <laughs> okay. Uh, my buddy RDJ said he'd be down for a fourth Iron Man movie. Really? Yeah. So they don't have it um, lined up yet or anything. I wonder but, what more story they can tell. Yeah. Well. I mean, like Iron Man's cool. It's Iron only Man's fifty years of you know. the greatest, but like, um, at some point, I don't know. I mean, they'd have to go in another direction because it's all about like Tony Stark's journey. He seemed to be in a pretty good place at the end of the last one. Although Civil War changes that, but yeah. you know, I don't know. Um, I mean, I'm ex- I'm I'm down if he's down, you know. Right, obviously. I know he's not asking me what I <laughs> so, think. But <laughs> uh, it's it's interesting to see some of these, uh, you know, uh, how awful press junkets must be for people in these movies and stuff. Just same people asking questions after question, same questions. There was an interview with Sebastian Stan, who does The Winter Soldier, who talked about how, you know, uh, ready he would be to take up the shield. Um, cool. You know, which also happens in the comics. Uh, Falcon, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, there was actually reading that article. It was. Oh, we didn't like, even talk about Red Wing. Ugh, right, whatever. Red anyway, Wing pretty awesome. There's yeah. too much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the, but I read that on Saturday before we went to see the movie, and the, but the movie had already come out. People had seen it. And I was like, you know, I was ready for anything at the end of the movie. Basically, I was like, could they? I mean, would they? quote-unquote, kill Captain America. You know, probably just like comic books, nobody really has to stay dead. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, to see somebody else take up the mantle in a, in a movie, that'd be cool. But That would be cool. Uh, Doctor Strange, since we're all about scores uh, for movies on this podcast, has uh, their new composer, Michael Giacchino. Giacchino? Giacchino? I don't know. <laughs> uh-huh. But, yeah, so the name isn't familiar, but he's done things like uh, The Incredibles, Up, Lost. Wow, that's exciting. And so, yeah. The Incredibles, I love that music. Right. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, did you have anything you wanted to interject with? So I I know that, um, and I'm just going back to Red Wing for one second, because this is important. When the first movie with Falcon came out, which was uh, Winter Soldier, we did a podcast in anticipation of it, and I said, I don't know how they're going to introduce it, and then ultimately they didn't introduce Red Wing. And so now they have, because in the comics he has like a psychic connection with the bird, but now, because it's, yeah, a real bird bird, and (laughs) now this is, this is 
like a mechanical bird that he has a connection to digitally, which is really cool because yeah. they figured it out without it being really corny. Right. I really liked Falcon in, in this um yeah, in this movie. I mean not that I haven't liked him before, but just his um new kind of fighting style. Like you haven't really seen him in, in much much, you know, close combat yeah. kind of Ant-Man. action. And right. <laughs> doesn't count. <laughs> uh, but just uh, they really found, I think, that character's groove Yeah. Um, for this movie, especially. Okay. Anyway, moving on to music about movies. I have nothing. Nothing. No. I have... Oh, do you really have no, something? No, I really have nothing. <laughs> so, um, music and movies. What do you know about the new Mary Poppins movie? What? Absolutely nothing? Wait, okay. wait, who's... It's... It's... It's basically Anne Hathaway. So much better. (laughs) We should basically um, rename our podcast to Emily Blunt and friends. (gasps) (laughs) So Emily Blunt is going to be Mary Poppins. Oh my God. I'm so excited. Lin-Manuel Miranda also just signed on to be, to be lamplighter Jack kind of replace uh, the chimney sweep. Yeah. Uh, was it Dick Van Dyke that played him, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, Jim, the, Jim, whatever. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, it's twenty years later, and she comes back. Yeah, comes back to I guess one of the kids has grown up and married, and they have some kind of tragedy that brings her uh, back to the house. Only twenty years, huh? Yep. So, so it's still taking place in the past. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, it's very. Uh, I was They're not excited new for songs. a new Mary Poppins. Uh, yeah, that's why I looked it up. Originally, I'd heard that Lin Manuel Miranda had signed on. Is he going to do the music writing? To do the to compose and to <gasps> do the music writing, but that's not the case. From what I read, there's another um, music composer for the movie. He's just signed on to uh, to play the the lamplighter. But that's so amazing. Yeah. How did you keep this a secret from me? Uh, by writing it down here and then not talking about it anymore. <laughs> so it was tough because we tried to record a couple days ago and it didn't work out. So I had to wait and wait. Um, but there it is. I thought you'd be really excited about that. I am. <laughs> Do you want to talk about Game of Thrones at all? I mean, a little bit. There's yeah. not a whole lot. Right. Um, well, just so much. Go- I mean, there is a whole lot and that's the thing. And there are already so many podcasts that dive into Game of Thrones. There's After the Thrones now, which they're getting more comfortable. I'm enjoying watching it a little more. I could do with a little bit less of the of the screen uh, visuals, like popping out. Yeah. It's kind. It's uh, it's weird. <laughs> it's weird. It feels weird. Or maybe they just need a new graphics designer because, like, it just feels. Weird. It's very obtrusive in their conversation. Um, anyway, Game of Thrones, still good. I'm very so, excited to see that it feels like there really is a convergence and an end point coming soon-ish. I know, two more seasons. And so, and the next two seasons are reportedly going to be shorter than, like, fewer episodes. i heard that, yeah. um, But... So things really are starting to tie together. We're getting answers. I'm digging it. 
Yeah. I I don't know because of the, I mean, just like you said, the world is too big and there's too much going on. Uh, I wrote down three things that I really enjoyed about what was going on in the last two episodes. And one was Jon Snow's watch has ended. Yes. That was pretty cool. The way he just dropped the mic and walked out. Mm -hmm. Um, And because you had talked about that before, right? Was it on this podcast? No, you listened to it on another podcast. Are you sure? Are they going to use his, like now he's dead. So now he's dead. He died. You could have just taken credit. I mean, I wouldn't, you I wouldn't have known the difference. You would have. Yeah, but those people would listen and know (laughs) that. (laughs) I forgot. (laughs) Uh, so, anyway, well, now he can't because he's yeah. So the question is, his commitment because he, he died. Going? He, you know, where's he's go- where's he going and who's coming with him? He's going <laughs> home. That's my guess. Yeah, uh, King's Landing sucks. Yeah, King's Landing used to be the place to be. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it is not. King's Landing sucks now. Yeah, that's pretty much. I mean, that's really all I wrote down. But I also really liked, especially in the third episode, the. Um, the role that Bran is starting to play with the Three-Eyed Raven and some of the looks into the past. Are we still um, calling him Three-Eyed Raven? I mean, he's man stuck in a tree. We haven't seen him as the Three-Eyed Raven this whole season. Okay. And he is stuck in a tree. But um, I don't know which one's better. We'll just call him man stuck in a tree. I can tell by the way you're looking at me that that's just the way we're going to go with it. No. So, I, um, I mean, I'll know what you t- mean <laughs> if you say three-eyed raven. The, uh, but the flashback scene this week was pretty cool with Ned. Mm-hmm. And, but uh, it's not really a flashback. It's like time travel almost. Almost. Even though nobody's supposed to be able to... The ink is dried yeah. on the past, but apparently not for brand maybe. 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 Just perhaps. Um, But those were the three things that I wrote down for Game of Thrones. Because it is. It's too much. Um, Comic books? Um, I'm caught up on Moon Knight, a.k.a. Mr. Knight. Right. Very good. It is very good. I like that they didn't leave me hanging so long. Right. The second issue just really uh, moved the plot forward and revealed that Yes, this is Moon Knight. Yes, he's stuck here. Um, his enemies have uh, a plot to just kind of keep him out of the way, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, they have an escape plot. Yep. Also, to combat the other plot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's... I don't know. It's it's really good. The art is really good. They they still They're still doing the you know, flipping back and forth, depending on which astral dimension, apparently, I guess. He's, he's on, uh, whether he's visiting Khonshu or back in the hospital or, um, but you get a lot more of the, I guess, at least the character of the person who is Moon Knight, why he's Moon Knight, why the, how he's Moon Knight, the gods, um, use them as vessels basically. And he chose him because of his weak mind, which is why he's stuck in this hospital. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there are mummies at the, mummies. End, of, at the end of this issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Subway full of mummies. So really good stuff. I like mummies. <laughs> right. Russell Crowe said, and apparently he's part of the new mummy reboot. 
with Tom, Tom Cruise. Uh-huh. Uh, he said it'll be um, really scary. I don't remember what exactly he said, but I doubt it's going to be that scary. Is it going to be scary? Cause I don't like, know. That's not the mood of the first I know. series. I really so. like that it's fun, and right. mummies are a little ridiculous. A little bit. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, mean, I, I just, that popped into my head. We don't have to, like... Yeah. <laughs> um, so but A4's? we could do a whole mummy retrospective if you want to in the next episode. Uh, we'll think about it. We'll, I'm going <laughs> to say nah. We'll give it some time. <laughs> uh, yeah, A-Force number five was super good. So good. And I was really surprised when I uh, pulled it up to read it, and G. Willow Wilson was not credited on the book. And uh, had a different artist. Because she didn't write it. Right. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, Kelly Thompson has apparently taken over maybe full-time. They were writing it together before. And now it's just Kelly Thompson and Ben Caldwell doing the art. Who, I looked it up, I mean, he's done some, uh, obviously some other things. I guess most recently probably was Prez, the DC comic about the young girl who gets elected president in the future. They must um, change some laws and stuff. Right. Um, <laughs> and Ian Herring, the colorist from Ms. Marvel. Nice. And I don't know. What? So, well, I read them, like, the last three or four issues. I read, like, all back-to-back. So I wasn't surprised. I also wasn't surprised because you said, what? Right. This is <laughs> different. But there's a big lead into that at the end of the fourth book where it's like magical makeover and that's like the last thing that happens and then Uh, now everyone looks different yeah it's fun i kind of remember that now yeah (laughs) uh but it is fun like you said it's kind of uh it's not anime but it's got that, it's kind, got of that feel. kind of feel. Yeah, manga style. I thought it was interesting, like uh, Queen Medusa. Yeah. It's kind of a little, little heft to her. Yeah, I like it. It's, She's very curvy. Yeah. Uh, it's awesome. The art was, was really good. Um, the story, I thought, was also really good. It was really funny. It had a lot of jokes in it. Mm-hmm. And... Um, um, Dazzler? It's nice. Thor? Thor Dazzler, yeah. That's, I mean, I couldn't think of anything better. Yeah. But also, Dazzler's still alive, because, you know, comic books don't stay dead. Right. Those two things we've already discussed. Um, but, like, Dazzler Thor is amazing. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I. It's nice to see something go through a complete overhaul like that. and Well, not a complete overhaul. Same writer attached to it, but... Um, a change and you know, the strength of the book doesn't diminish at least not yet. Right. Which I'm hopeful for. Yeah. I mean, uh, some of the DC rebirth stuff. Um, it's, I just, I really like that book. Yeah. A force is good. It is good. Um, you also, I don't think you're entirely caught up on Rye. No, no, you didn't read all the way through it. No, um, but I am, Catching up, yeah. I think. Um, yeah, I don't know if I'm even close enough to really be talking about much. Yeah, so 
you know, Rye from Valiant Comics, written by Matt Kent, with art by um, Clayton, Clayton Crane. Crane. Pretty yeah. proud of myself for pulling that out. By yeah, <laughs> Clayton Crane. I knew it was Clayton, but I couldn't think of the last one. But anyway, you were reading Rye to try to catch up to where we're at, because the 4001 AD number one from Valiant came out this past week, which is their major crossover event um, for the summer, I guess. Uh, it's only, I think it's only going to be four issues. And how do you feel about it? Cause crossover events, and we also don't read a lot of Valiant books. We don't, but, um, I think we have enough background about some, you know, a majority of the characters yeah. that are going to be heavily involved. I don't know anything involved. about like Harbinger. Right. And I don't know. I mean, I think we have some Harbinger books, but I don't know. Anything yeah. Well, I think we have quite a few, but I haven't read any um, of them, but yeah, it's, yeah. I think a really interesting way to construct a crossover event because it's the future and they talk about the exo mana war, you know, wars from the past and, um, exo mana war suits are showing up in this rye. I mean, I guess it's, it's not titled rye. It's written and drawn by the same team. Um, so it looks just like a rye book, but, you know, in the back they have all these uh, other titles that are going to be involved spinning off of it, but it's uh, it's really good. Uh, the Rye series itself was, it's always been good. Mm-hmm. I just, my, my interest kind of lulled for some reason at one point and picked back up uh, in the last three or four issues, and so when this came out, I was pretty excited and it didn't disappoint. And um, it's... It's pretty dramatic, the comic book is. Okay. Well, that's exciting. Something to look forward to. Uh, So, I don't know. Uh, Did you have anything else? Kind of a short episode? Yeah. No, I don't have a whole lot. I mean... Maybe we should shorten most of our episodes. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't think... You think we run on? Um, No, I don't think so. Yeah. We just don't have as much to talk about today. Well, fine. (laughs) I guess that'll... That'll wrap up this episode. We are easy to be found on uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all at Geekchu. Our website is geekchu.com. It's got a bunch of stuff on there. Well, a bunch of stuff, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can download all our episodes there or subscribe via iTunes or Stitcher. Leave a rating and review if you could. And uh, I guess that'll do it. Yep. Yep. So it was... Uh, it was definitely fun. It was smart. And Civil War. We liked it. We liked it. So, that's it. <laughs>